This week on Red Pixel, we are back and ready to talk E3. I am your host, Josh, joined by my wife, Karina. Karina, welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you. How has your stint away been for you? Well, I mean, it's been pretty busy, so it's not like I was just chilling, not doing the podcast, but it's good to be back. But have you enjoyed not doing the podcast? To a certain extent. Yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, it is kind of fun, so. It was a part of our ritual. Yeah. Like. Ritual? Yeah, like, I guess ritual is probably the wrong word. Routine, maybe. Yeah, routine. (laughs) I mean, there are some ritual-like elements to it, the way that we draw out the microphone and place the computer. Okay. That's all I can think of. <laughs> um, in any case, we are a news-based podcast without the agenda here to talk about the goodness of gaming and its industry at large, and we are indeed back after a two-month stint. One month was due to just trying to finish up classes for the semester and teaching, and then the last month has just kind of been inconvenience and pushing it off. And we were in the middle of a move, and I started yeah. a class. So, yeah, Karina's been busy with school for sure. That's definitely put a kink in plans. But then we also went on vacation for a yeah. week. So, it was just, there was just not a necessarily good particular moment to revive everything. And so, we're finally just getting to it now. But we are back with Red Pixel. Um, and glad to be back. Of course, we're a little bit late on the E3 stuff, but we're going to go ahead and just use that as our topic for today, just to get back into the swing of things, and we will have more pertinent, more specific news-focused stuff going forward. Although, to be honest, within the last couple of weeks or so, it really has just been E3 Mm -hmm. and the fallout of that. So, looking forward to getting into that of course if you do not want to listen to the news specifically you can check out bard's backlog where my co-host jared and i go through a video game basically just review in-depth conversation about what we like and don't like about the series or whatever particular game that we have for that week you can check us out on twitter at video game bard for me and then at oh mrs g for karina no corrections this time. I'm sure we had in a lot in the last episode, but we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. You can, of course, correct us at askvgb at gmail.com. Before we do the news, let's just take a moment here and talk a little bit of relaxed, interesting conversation. I like that. Red or blue, our either or segment of the podcast. First prompt, pink or purple? this is probably not a hard question for you but this is actually like a very difficult question for me because depending on my mood depending on what aesthetic i'm feeling i think i generally go towards pink more but i really like purple as well but probably pink like a blush pink not like an obnoxious Do you wear purple in specific situations? Wear? Or is it more just... So you don't wear it necessarily. That doesn't factor into it. It's more like the things that I own. So like I've got a lot of pencil cases and um, like office accessories and supplies type deal. Like that's pink. Just a lot of pink. What does purple communicate to you? I mean, I always think of like lavender, which is 
usually connected to relaxation. So mm. it's generally fairly calm. <laughs> you see it a lot mixed with blue, which is a very calm color as well. So, but <laughs> yeah, what about you? Pink you or didn't purple? pick one. I said pink. You said pink for sure? I did, yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to say purple. Purple? Yeah. I think it's just an easier pick for me. It's hard for me to justify a lot of pink Pink. colored things. Like for me to own a lot of pink colored things. Yeah. It's easier for purple. Although I, I do have a slight like distaste in my mouth for purple because I had a friend who lived down the block as we were growing up. His name was Nathan Flynn. And his favorite color was purple. And he was a gross kid. Oh. His, like, whole family just hung out in their underwear in their house. It's, like, one of those weird families. So when we'd come over, they'd all be, like, rapidly trying to change or whatever. And he's just kind of, like, you know, on the chubby side, super awkward, very much into Harry Potter, and very annoying. And a bit of a drama king. Like, we went to camp, and as we were getting further up in the mountains of Colorado... He started to, like, have a panic attack because he couldn't breathe, quote-unquote. And, I mean, I get that, like, not everyone's acclimated to that, but he had been in the mountains before. It wasn't... He's born and raised in Colorado, so... I don't know. He was just being super dramatic. And then that week of camp was, like, so miserable because of him. Because he was in my cabin, and he was just so annoying. So he liked purple, which makes me, like, <laughs> less excited to pick it. But if, I, if it came down to it, I'd have to kind of put that aside... And still choose purple over pink. That's Plus fair. purple is like the color of royalty. Yes. So. Like a dark like. Yeah. Yes. It's regal. Yes. It's also the color of bruises. But I digress. Number two. E3 or not E3. To no. be or not to be. That is the question here. <laughs> what my little ear, ear pop? pop yeah it's very loud uh do you want to go ahead and answer this one first sure yeah i can go first i think i'd still say e3 between e3 and not e3 yeah and you mean this in the way of like should it exist should right. it not exist are there enough people that are still going to it to make it worth it yeah yeah, yeah like okay. the, there's definitely like a nostalgia factor that i have to admit yeah. Because it's just been a thing in my life for so long at this point. Mm-hmm. But especially after this last year, it's like, man, is it is it getting old? Yeah. Is it necessary? They didn't even have an, an in-person one. So there wasn't like this excitement of like all kinds of people there and you can feel the energy. It was like, no, it's all online. Yeah. So at this point, it's like, do we really need a designated convention for everyone to do their announcements? Like they can just do their announcements on their own. And you could tell a lot of people, and we'll talk about this, but a lot of these companies were scrounging up just stuff right off of the top of their butt crack before they they got on stage. (laughs) Like, Take-Two literally did a Zoom call. That was their conference. And that would not have flown in E3's past. Yeah. But now, just because of COVID and everything, it's, it's acceptable. And quite honestly, there weren't a whole lot of other companies that were much better than a Zoom call. But at the same time, I just, I appreciate it for what it is. But I do kind of feel let down by this last one. And because of that, I'm worried about the future of it. But it's just for nostalgia's sake, I still have to say, keep it. Yeah. 
I would say that there are definitely some pros and cons with having it and with not having it. I mean, you've got like conventions are just super cool and you've got a yeah. lot of different companies coming together and all they've got all this like brand new stuff and they want everyone to be excited. So they're like doing a lot of things for the people. But it's like if you don't have everybody in it, if some people decide to go and do their own thing, it kind of makes the convention a little bit lesser Yeah, because not everybody's in it. And, and it then, ain't even a convention at this point. Right, yeah. And then if you got everything online, I think it's cool. Like, I would definitely vote yes towards it because... So, personally, you're not affected by, like, my getting obsessed over it for those few days and it distracting me from regular life that doesn't have any effect or toll on you? No. Anyway. No, I don't mind. I mean, it is pretty cool. It's basically a time where it's, like... You're watching a bunch of trailers, all of it's brand new information. A lot of times it's like exciting information. Um, Hopefully it's a little bit more than just like a teaser trailer, but unfortunately we did see some of those. I'm kind of the person where it's like, don't just give me the name of the game put on a fancy After Effects video. Yeah, contraband. Like that's not exciting to me. It's a waste of my time. (laughs) Um, but I would still vote yes towards it, and I think that you being excited about it because of the news and the exciting aspects of it, and also the nostalgia part of it, is totally reasonable. Was I the first way that you heard of E3? I think so. Yeah, I think it was on our honeymoon, because you were that watching it. was the first it. time? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't really know all that much about, like, I wasn't very into video games at the time, so I'm still not, like, super in-depth into video games. But that was the first time, yeah, on our honeymoon. You're committed. Yeah. <laughs> you sold your soul. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but I'm willing to. It's for sale. Oh. oh. Number three. Would you rather be a Jedi or an Avatar bender? So you're not the Avatar. Okay. All right, just to make that distinction. But you can choose between the four elements. Okay. Avatar Bender makes me think Avatar. I know. Well, that's why I had to make that clarification at the top. Because yeah. I understand that. But I didn't know how else to explain, like, Bender. Yeah, I wonder if it... I don't know what the, like, Because there's general... Earth. Because yeah. you can't say Waterbender. It's like an element. limits it. It's like an element. Yeah. Like, you bend the element. I don't know if there's an actual terminology, like, if there's an actual word for it. But, um, definitely that, though. The latter. Over Jedi? Yes. <laughs> you would choose Jedi? I don't know. It's a hard one for me. Well, what, no. what element within that? I've always thought long and hard about this. Little fourth grade Karina when the show first <laughs> came out. I feel like water would be my general like inclination. My like, this is what I'm leaning towards. Just because I feel like I have a personality that most waterbenders are. And then... Like, the sub-elements off of it, I think, are pretty cool, too. What about you? Between these two picks... See, okay, so I like the idea of using the Force and, like, manipulating objects around you through telekinesis or whatever you call it. But you can kind of do that with airbending on some level obviously it's not the same it's a lot of like push and pull mm-hmm. as opposed to like suspending in the air but that's where my like question comes in i'd have to be a dang good jedi to pick jedi whereas i feel like i could get by pretty well being a pretty 
like low tier airbender and still have like some good abilities. Whereas like if you're not a good Jedi, like you are you suck with the force, yeah. you're not good with your lightsaber, um, you don't have all the extra cool abilities like lightning and stuff. Yeah. Whereas as an airbender you can kind of like pick up on small enough stuff, so I don't know, it's tough for me. Mm-hmm. I would definitely choose air though. Not super excited about fire or earth. Water's, I'd say water is my second pick. That one's pretty cool. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to go with bending. Okay. Yeah. So air you, bending specifically. You would choose air and then water. You've convinced me. Yes. 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 Over Jedi. Cool. All right. <laughs> the news that matters, our breakdown here of E3. Now, we're going to do this a little differently than perhaps you have seen on other news uh, sites and whatnot. We're going to go through our top five picks for announcements, for new games, and then we'll briefly go over the rest of E3, but there was a lot of stuff shown, a lot of small games, not a ton of huge ones, so we want to kind of focus in on those, like, those those um, news topics, you know, the the headlines that caught everybody's attention and that everyone's excited about and not get bogged down in the weeds here with a lot of other stuff. So I'll go ahead and start E3 Top 5. We both have a list of five things that can potentially overlap, and if they do, then we will talk about one at the same time as opposed to talking about it more than once. But my number five is WarioWare Get It Together. And you'll notice a trend in that most of my top five is Nintendo (laughs) because (laughs) Nintendo actually showed up to E3 this year. Yeah. But WarioWare looks looks like a ton of fun. It's basically one, two switch, but with Wario on there. These games are always great. There hasn't been a good one or... There was one on the Wii U that wasn't really WarioWare, and before that, the last one, I think, was a DS port of an older one, of Twisted, I think. So it's been a long time since we've had one of these, and they're just such a quirky, interesting uh, series based on micro games that are super weird with Wario's personality and all of his weird friends' personalities. And they're doing an interesting thing where, like, you play as one of his friends in the micro game and apparently that gives you different abilities depending on who you pick so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out but excited for WarioWare it's been a while I'm I'm ready to pick it up and show it to my friends and gross them out so (laughs) I like me some WarioWare what's your number five my number five which you are going to have to elaborate on (laughs) is give me your impressions of it Redfall okay before I continue, can you remind me what this one is? <laughs> it's the vampire one. Oh, yes. they. I get confused between all the different ones that they showed. And I was just watching trailers. Anyway, I thought that this game looked really interesting, mostly for the story. And also, vampires are pretty cool. I wasn't quite sure what was going on with the main characters, because they all kind of had, like... Special magic powers, but they weren't vampires. Um, But I appreciate vampire games where the vampires actually look creepy. They don't look like some romanticized person 
that blends in well instead they're actually like out to kill people um but it looks like a fun game the graphics look like they're really cool and yeah i like the the vampire design like also because also the the fact that they're violent but they're just very unique looking i feel like vampires it can get easy just to like do the basic Mm-hmm. But, like, these ones had, like, slightly longer arms, yeah. and they had different abilities depending on which vampire. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, for sure. And I liked the way that they were hunting them down with, like, stakes and weapons that shot sunlight or something like that. So, like, I appreciate that tie mm-hmm. into vampire lore as well. Good pick. Yeah, that looks really fun. My number four is Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, which... Should be a fun game. It looks like they're mixing up the combat a little bit in a way that I'm curious to see how that plays out because I personally like grid-based, you know, chess-style, Fire Emblem-y type like games. And game this board. one, Yeah, like a game board. Yeah, and this one, you, you look like you have like a circle area that you can run around in and perform different actions based on what's in that circle. So it's a little different. As opposed to like having a set number of spaces that you can move. So I'm curious to see how that affects the overall gameplay. But I like the premise. You're going from galaxy to galaxy. You got Rosalina Rabbit in there. And who knows what other interesting characters. It looks like they're putting in a lot more original characters. So it'll be fun. I mean, Jared and I just covered Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. And we brought up a couple of specific things that were a big problem. And one of the main ones is that it's rabbits. <laughs> so it's not going to appeal to everyone, but I liked the game and I could kind of overlook some of the childishness of the rabbits. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this one. And it's coming out next year. So not this year, but that should give them enough time, enough of a buffer to show it off in a couple other situations. And we'll see from there. But I like strategy games. Mario plus Rabbids, the first one was so surprising. And so I hope they can continue to surprise with this one. What do you think of Mario plus Rabbids? I would agree with your comment on like the whole Rabbids thing being a really big con, like <laughs> big negative. Unfortunately. Um, they're really nasty and annoying looking. Um, they're annoying in the sounds that they make. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure like what the history is on how they even like came into being or why there's one that's like Mario and why there's one like Peach and Luigi and everybody. Um, but I would agree like the games are fun. You had me play that multiplayer part um, like mode. Yeah, we played you. the co-op missions. Yeah, and that, that was fun. That was enjoyable. The first time that I played it, you destroyed me and you were like, this is how you learn. And I was like, this game sucks and I never want to play it again. But that was just because I'm a sore loser and you weren't really teaching me. But when we went through that second time, it actually was a really fun game. And it's pretty like easy once you actually like understand what's happening and how things are working in the game. So... Was I not teaching you, no. or did you just not have a teachable spirit? No. I'm sorry, but throwing somebody into something, <laughs> a.k.a. when you taught me how to snowboard, that's not hey, how it I works. Hey, I taught you well. Yeah, you, you were like, by the end of the day. you were like, let's go down a green. Never even been down a bunny hill before. I slid down my butt the first, like, three times we went down the hill. <laughs> All right, this is a sore spot, but I felt like it was okay to jump into it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's how you taught me, if you can't 
hear it in my voice, I'm doing air quotes, about Mario and rabbits. And that was rough the first time. But it is an enjoyable game. I do think that the new one coming out will be very similar in the fact that it will be enjoyable, but also similar in the fact that there are also still rabbits and not cute. If I recall, I think we only played one versus match. And you quit after that because I, I beat you, which is going to happen because I had played the game before. Because you beat me in like 30 seconds and you didn't explain anything. No, to me. I was explaining things, but again, you just didn't want to hear. All right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> number four for you. My number four is Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Um, I would say <laughs> like I'm excited about this. And not excited about this. I text my sister the trailer for this game because we had this, um, we had the GameCube game, but we played it on the Wii. Mm. But it's like, it's, I, my text message to her was get ready for your anger management issues to like come back into play in your life because it's such a frustrating game it's like you tilt the world you, right? yeah you're tilting it the entire time like you you're just trying to make the ball go by moving everything around it so you're not actually controlling the ball if you're doing that easy peasy lemon squeezy but it was like everything around you you got things dropping on you got things pushing you off and that you've got like little itty bitty pathways that you're supposed to stay on with this giant ball um so there's a, definitely a lot of nostalgia with the game that i would say i'm excited about just because there's a lot of memories connected to when my sister and i were playing it back when we were kids uh, a lot of frustrated memories but i think it'll be fun just because isn't this like um isn't it like a collection almost yeah okay so I'm kind of interested to see if it actually has some of the games from the GameCube one. I don't know. I didn't like research think, it a whole lot. But. I think most of the original ones were on GameCube. So most of the ones that they showed off here were GameCube ones. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, I didn't beat the game, I don't think, because I just ended up... Oh, I've never beaten a Super Monkey Ball game. Yeah. I played the Wii one, which actually had like motion control. And I think I got like five or six levels in before I was like, I'm done. This sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I am not having fun. Yeah. I have to like make this super precise jump and yeah. I have to like have the specific amount it's of speed. Ridiculous. And I was just <laughs> so done with it. And it looks like a stupid kid game. It does. It yeah. looks like a two year old game. Yeah, you would think that like anybody can play it and then like you actually get into it and it's like physics or something yeah. it's like sh legit math needs to be happening in order for you to like completely successfully finish each level <laughs> which is why people love it you think <laughs> yeah well because when you get into it and like once you get good at it and it's like a puzzle stream it yeah and you can like show off yeah and for sure that precision pays off once yeah. you kind of get a handle on oh, it. Oh, it's so nice. It's just like if you can't get that handle, though, yeah. that's why it's rough. Yep. It's a sweaty game. Yeah. It's what I'd call... There's, there's some sweaty <laughs> games out there, and Super Monkey Ball is weirdly in that list. Yeah. My third pick is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which I'm very much looking forward to. I love Borderlands. The spinoff looks like a ton of fun based off of D&D, and I... Don't have a big attachment to D&D, but I like fantasy setting stuff and uh, the, just the zaniness of Tiny Tina and bringing that to helm. There's a lot of like main name actors in this. I'm trying to think of one, but like their names flashed on the screen and I was like, oh yeah, I know all of these Hollywood actors. So 
for some reason, none of them come to my mind right now, but the fact that they have those in there is cool, which means it'll be somewhat professional, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to enjoy it, for sure. Good. Number three for you. Number three for me is Metroid Dread. Which is my number two. Yes. So we'll throw that in there as we go. Yes. I don't know a whole lot about the storyline. Josh just took an evening and took me down trailer lane and I just watched a bunch of trailers. Um, But I do really like the Metroid games. I think it'll be really cool because this one actually looked pretty similar to Zero Mission in the fact that it's like it's not first person. It's like a regular Metroid game. 2D, yeah. Um, And they're enjoyable. Like they're slightly creepy. You're exploring. You know, you've got like all these different things that you're trying to beat. Um, like I said, I don't know much about the storyline, but I think that it's going to be a really fun game just because of the games I've had in the past. So yeah, slowly unlocking new abilities and facing new aliens and exploring with your new abilities. Always a ton of fun. Yeah. This is the fifth one. Zero Mission is a remake of the first one. And then there's Metroid 2, which is where she goes and hunts down all the Metroid and then Super Metroid is the one where she, at the very beginning, she hunted down all of them except for one baby. And at the beginning of Super Metroid, which is three, they attack Ridley and the and the pirates attack and take that baby Metroid. And so you're going to go like save the baby Metroid. And then at the end, the baby Metroid is like giant and has grown up and then saves you from Mother Brain like munches on mother brain for you but then it dies uh, mother brain kills it um and then metroid 4 is fusion yeah so fusion the metroid like bonded with you so you have some metroid dna and you can also now connect to what's called the x pathogen or something like that which is like another alien so like there's metroid and then there's this new alien thing that you're trying to like get under wraps because it like feeds on people's bodies but like for some reason yours is symbiotic with it so at the start of this game metroid 5 samus has metroid dna she has x dna and she is kind of it looks like in this trailer kind of like on the run from the like the government from the republic that's set up which was the body that she was working for in all the other games so should be interesting. Yeah. I mean, the lore's not super deep, so... Sure, yeah, no. You can hop in at this point and have no issue. I... So, of course, this is my second pick, so I, I'm super excited for this game. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. Like, the thing that really got me is that they called this Dread. So they referenced... Back when Metroid Prime 3 came out on the Wii, which is, I think, 2007, they referenced, like... in. In the game's scannable files, you can like go and like scan pieces of the environment. They mentioned what was called Operation Dread, which was uh, in development, is what it said. Mm-hmm. And everyone's speculation just blew up about this new Metroid Dread game that was going to be coming out. And I remember reading stuff on forums about like it being like a huge 3D open world, like mind-blowingly big. And then other people that were saying, no, no, it's it's just 2D or whatever. And whatever that project was is dead and gone. 
but they revived the moniker here mm-hmm. for this game, the fifth one, Metroid Dread. And so I think that was a brilliant move. Like it plays on those specific people's nostalgia that would have known about it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a really good title. Yeah. I think like it really captures your imagination. So I think that was a brilliant move and I'm sure the game's going to be fun. Mercury Steam did the remake of 2, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, which they had on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. And that was good. It was kind of straightforward, but also the game that they were remaking is pretty simple. So I'm curious to see what they do with just like brand new original ideas. It's all their own at this point. I feel like it could be an other M situation, which is where I'm kind of reserving some of my own anticipation of this game. Because Other M was just very simple and straightforward. Didn't have a whole lot of exploration. And I hope that this game doesn't do that. I hope that there's a lot of secrets. I hope that there's a ton of stuff that you can find and enjoy and explore. And like I, I hope that it rewards you for thinking outside of the box and going down the nooks and crannies that the regular player wouldn't. Because that's what I always loved about Metroid games. So we'll see if they can pull it off, but for sure, an exciting reveal. And brand new reveal. Didn't know about it up until E3. So yeah. good job, Nintendo, on keeping that hidden. Uh, number two for you. <laughs> number two for me is Battlefield 2042. I think this one just looks like it's got really cool graphics. Just watching the trailer was like, there's just so much going on. And the way that you described it, even today with there being like lots of people involved you know it's just like so much going on i think that that is kind of what entices me towards it a little bit and i'm kind of more into games like that than like games where you have to explore a lot of different places i don't know i don't know what the the genres are there but just a multiplayer game yeah kind of online games multiplayer games yeah I mean, that is a big difference. There's all kinds of different single-player games, so... Yeah. There's, I mean, there's all kinds of different multiplayer games, too, but you tend toward that, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah, I would say that, too. What did you think of the setting, the different things that can happen in a game? I feel like the trailer kind of stressed me out a little bit because of all <laughs> the new things that were happening, like, mid-match, like weather changing and things flying around and like they just look like there's a lot going on because when I see stuff like that I think like what would I do if I was in that situation and all I can see is like me like running in the opposite direction (laughs) like (laughs) like freaking out and trying to get away and hide (laughs) but like in a video game (laughs) you're like dang it I died again (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah, it'll be good. I, I've i never been super into Battlefield games, but this one looks like it's correcting some of the wrongs of 5, and you can even maybe say 4, and they're going in their own direction. 70 bucks for a multiplayer-only game? I'm curious to see how that goes, because... It was pretty pricey. Yeah, and like, Apex is free. Yeah. Call of Duty Battle Royale is free. You don't have to pay 70 bucks. So, 
It'll be interesting to see how it does. <laughs> because it looks really cool. And there's a huge Battlefield fan base. Yeah. But with all the competition these days... I mean, even Halo, which we're not going to really talk about, but the Halo multiplayer is free. Yeah. It's not. It's separate. You can download that outside of the campaign. So, like, <laughs> having that option is just, like, such a big deal these days, and they're not doing that. It's going to be 70 bucks. so... Yeah. Just curious to see how that plays out. My number one, and you can say this was E3. I'm going to say it was E3. I know you could make the distinction. Summer Game Fest, whatever. But I gotta say Elden Ring, and that re-reveal was for sure the highlight of E3 for me. Uh, I love From Software. I have been deep diving into their entire repertoire of modern games, and Karina could tell you all about the hours and hours I've put into Dark Souls over the last few weeks. Uh, and so having their new game, Elden Ring, revealed, of course, George R. R. Martin, I'm a big Game of Thrones nerd, so like... This is just like hitting all the right buttons for me. And it looks good. They're adding more systems. They've like combined stuff. It looks like anyway from like Sekiro. But then it is very much Dark Souls on top of that. And so they're they're learning it seems like all the right lessons. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. And I just love dying over and over in From Software games. And Elden Ring seems like a really cool world to die in so looking forward to that for sure did that leave any impression on you that game and that trailer i thought it looked a lot like all the other games that they've done (laughs) um the trailer wasn't overly exciting to me i think because one it looks like all the other games that they've done um it i mean when i play it and i this sounds kind of backwards because of how much I actually enjoy multiplayer and online games. Um, But I enjoy story when games come out. And that's part of the reason why like Redfall looked so interesting to me because it looks like there's an interesting story and it's going to progress. But like, what did you say is from software? That's the company for Um, Elden Ring. mm -hmm. Yeah. Was it just for Elden Ring or is it for all the other ones too? Okay. It's like, I thought that's what you said. Um, But they're not, very clear with story it's more gameplay and the gameplay just looks like atrocious like atrocious like atrocious as in like like killer as in absolutely like difficult (laughs) unless you're like prepared unless you're ready unless yeah like it's it's like devastating you know it's just like one of those things where it's like you can't just I'm gonna go play this game. You know, like you gotta be mentally and physically and yeah. emotionally prepared. I mean, you're not wrong. You would leave playing one of their games like all frustrated because you weren't able to like get past a certain spot or kill a certain boss. And um, oh, that's back. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it does look like it's gonna be a good game from like the technical side and even from the graphics side. I'm sure that it's gonna be like really pretty and it's gonna look really great. Um, I don't know how much story there's gonna be there, but maybe because George R. R. Martin's there, there will be more story than in past. From games, what I understand, but... he his involvement thus far was essentially just he came World in building. They yeah they spitballed some ideas and then he came back with like. Like the outline, 
basically of like here's the world here's the different characters in it here's how everything has played out up till this point and he just kind of like gave them that yeah uh and probably he he coursed through like what happens at the end of the game and stuff but all the specifics of what that means within the world they took at that point yeah so i'm sure there's all kinds of their own interpretation in it but hopefully him being involved means yeah it's a little more in depth which nobody could accuse dark souls of not being in depth when it comes to the story it's just obscure and out of the way yeah. It's not going to shove it down your throat. Well, I mean, if you're watching all those videos that's explaining it to you, that's one thing. And well, I Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, yeah. if you like reading all the little item descriptions, you're going to get a lot out of them. Yeah. Because, but the nice thing is it's all there to get. Like, it's not just shallow and not there. Yeah. So that part of it is certainly a plus, but you're not going to get uncharted and, like, cutscenes and character development and your heart strings getting pulled on it's like no all that's <laughs> yeah in the background and not yeah. part of the main experience necessarily i just feel like that's a long long time to go without like breaks because it's literally just you grinding the entire time I mean, they, you're going give you a cutscene. you're going and we're like a boss <laughs> right but it's like yeah and that's like five seconds yeah. you know because it's just showing you how big and powerful the boss is and then all of a sudden you get chomped you get munched with one swing of whatever and you're gone um so it does look like a it does look like it's going to be a good game. I don't know how much it's going to differ from all the other ones. Yeah. I feel like Sekiro is definitely a lot different of a game. Uh, super different. Um, I mean, and so and, is Bloodborne yeah. in its own small ways. Right, but like the difference between the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne compared to Dark Souls and Sekiro is much, much bigger. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it looks like a good game. I'm excited to, like, watch you yell at the TV because uh, <laughs> you couldn't do this one thing or whatever, but... That's pretty much the extent of your relationship with From Software Games. Yeah. They're interesting, but, you know. Your number one. My number one is Breath of the Wild 2. Is that technically what they're calling it right now? But it's Breath of... It's like Breath of the Wild 2 for right now. They're calling it... Sequel, oh, sequel to Breath of the Wild. Sequel to Breath of the Wild, right. Sorry. Which is an interesting distinction. I think when they first revealed it, it was Breath of the Wild 2. Mm. But this last trailer is titled sequel. sequel to Breath of the Wild. Interesting. So they're getting away from that just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's a Legend of Zelda game. <laughs> yeah. Do I need to say <laughs> anything <for> else? <laughs> yeah. I think that Breath of the Wild is like... I mean, you're going from what was Skyward Sword, their last like major console game, and then they went straight to Breath of the Wild because they had a couple like DS games, but that was like they're smaller. But like that's a huge jump. Yeah. And so I was always kind of interested, especially after playing through Breath of the Wild, like what are they going to do after this? Like are they going to go back to that linear like gameplay? Are they going to, like, try to merge the two? I'm interested to see, like, of course, this world again. I think it'll be really exciting to be able to, like, actually be in the sky. Yeah. I think that'll be really cool. So it'll be fun to play. I am just, like, 
excited to explore for sure. But there's always a part of me that's like, man, Legend of Zelda games is that linear feel, you know, like to a certain extent, like, you know, okay, I'm going to go to this temple first. All right, I'm going to go to this temple next. All right, this one. And then you got like, you know, who, who knows how many more and you're doing who knows what. But I feel like Breath of the Wild is a good breakaway point. But they better start releasing those old games on newer consoles or current consoles if they're hoping to like branch off that's my only thing because like those are classic can't just lose them you're talking about the older i well i'm talking about like twilight princess i mean like skyward swords being re-released which we're gonna get um but like they need to make sure that those continue on if they're dropping that um style yeah like if they're dropping that like play that like mode it's not even a mode, but they need to make sure that they don't lose it completely because yeah. they're they're good games. Yeah, I see your point. Yeah, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be interesting because I don't know if it's going to have that same feeling. Like, I don't think you could recapture how Breath of the Wild made you feel the first time you played it because it was so different from Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. Yeah. So 2 is just going to be more of that. Yeah. And I don't know, who knows, maybe they do something that, you know, blows our socks off or whatever. Sounds great. Take my socks off. I don't, my feet get <laughs> hot and sweaty, so. <laughs> but I don't think they're Take going to. Take my socks off. <laughs> I don't think they're going to, so. I, I'm i curious, <laughs> I'm just curious to see how it plays out, but it'll, I'm sure it'll be great. I'm, I know I'll enjoy playing it, but I think it's, I'm going to have a hard time seeing it as anything more than dlc because i feel like it's going to give me the same feeling that the dlc gave me this is like the first time that they're doing a game like a second game in the same world right kind of you could argue that majora's mask was a direct sequel to ocarina of time but it was a whole different map right and breath of the wild 2 as far as we know is built from the same map? Question mark. It's unclear, right? We don't know if it's going to be the exact same ground and then just like brand new sky or what. Yeah. So, but as far as Zelda goes, the only other example of that would be Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. They have the same like character models, but the way the world actually was and how it played out was very different. Yeah. Um, the closest analogy I have is Mario Galaxy, and then Galaxy Two, which. 2 was great they added all kinds of fun stuff and it was it was really an awesome time but it did kind of just feel like a dlc pack for the first one yeah and i feel like breath of the wild 2 is gonna be like that that's just my thought that's my that's my gut going into next year if it comes out next year yeah (laughs) if it comes out next year that's but, fair. Yeah, good pick. Part of <laughs> part of why actually Elden Ring like is so exciting to me is that it looks kind of like it has some of that Breath of the Wild to it. Like they said that you can go to just about any boss area at the start of the game because it's, it's supposed to be open world. <laughs> so like you could go to the final boss just like you could in Breath of the Wild. You could just go straight to Ganon or you could go hit all the stuff around it. Yeah. So like that part of it certainly appeals to me sounds like a ton of fun yeah so you can go to the last boss get killed in one hit or you can go to the first boss (laughs) 
get killed in one hit. <laughs> yes. Either way. <laughs> yes. You get you killed under, in one hit. You understand, hit. yes. Other games talked about at E3. We're just going to go through this. I am going to just machine gun this at Karina. I have my mini Uzi, and I'm just going to rat-a-tata real fast. Other E3 games and their content that was announced. Smash Bros. DLC, Kazuya coming to Smash. Life is Strange, True Colors, and the remastered collection of the previous games. Worms, a 2D brawler. Mario Party Superstars, Mario Golf Super Rush. Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, Shin Megami Tensei 5, Danganronpa Decadence, Fatal Frame, Maiden of Blackwater, Advanced Wars, Reboot Camp, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which looks fun, Strange Brigade, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity DLC, Zelda Game & Watch, The Great Ace Attorney Series, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster coming to Steam and Mobile Only, sucks. Marvel's Avengers DLC, Babylon's Fall, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, gonna kill chaos there, Starfield, <laughs> Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, Back whoa, whoa, for Blood. Whoa. You just pass over Starfield? I I mean, it's on this list of other games. Oh, that, yeah. man. Did you want to bring in a comment about no, Starfield? No, I'm just... You an- had some thoughts. I'm just annoyed. <laughs> Why? I'm annoyed that they just decided to throw the title... On like a little After Effects video with a shot from space and some astronaut's helmet call it good. This is going to be the next generation of gaming. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> did, did you have like some hope for Starfield? This no, I just, beef here. I just thought it was so ridiculous. I did not think that that, that people was... people are so like, hyped about yeah, it? Yeah, I did not think that that was... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know all that much about... Isn't it Bethesda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're amazing and they do great work. But, like, space... I have I have, I have, have three question marks over my head, and they're going to continue to stay there until I see otherwise. Back for Blood. <laughs> Contraband. Sea of Thieves DLC. Pirates of the Caribbean. 12 Minutes. Psychonauts 2. Fallout 76 DLC. Rainbow Six DLC. Extraction Expansion. Somerville... Halo Infinite coming at you. Diablo 2 Resurrected. Slime Rancher 2. Shredders. A Plague Tale Requiem. What does Requiem mean? I don't know. Well, if you had to give a fake definition for Requiem, what would you say? Requiem sounds like a mental dream. Okay. Something that you think is a dream when it's not actually a dream. Or maybe... You think that you're dreaming, but you are dreaming, but it's reality. Requiem. Any musical service hymn or dirge for the repose of the dead. Wow, I went way too hard with my definition. I tried. You just think of Requiem for a dream or whatever. True. Soundtrack. soundtrack. (laughs) Um, Far Cry 6. Gus Fring shout out. Atomic Heart, Replaced, Grounded DLC, Iudin Chronicle 100 Heroes, Age of Empire 4, The Outer Worlds 2, Microsoft Flight Simulator DLC, Top Gun, Forza Horizon 5, Riders Republic, Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, interesting, Metal Slug Tactics, Death Stranding Director's Cut, Jurassic World Evolution 2, Sable, Lost Ark, Salt and Sacrifice, Solar Ash, 
Anacrusis, Endless Dungeon, Evil Dead the Game, and many more. Uh, I have not listed games from Devolver Digital, the IGN Expo, Guerrilla Collective, PC Gaming Show, or the Netflix Geeked Week, which did show off a spinoff for the Castlevania series. Let's go. I'm looking forward to that anime when it comes out. But that's E3 in a nutshell. If any of those titles caught your ear, be sure to look them up to see what's what about them. I wish we could cover them more in detail as the year goes on. And if they pop back up in the new cycle, we will certainly give them the time of day. But for this week, we are pretty much going to wrap up with that. So... Thanks for listening. We are back, Red Pixel 2, once a week, doing the news breakdown here. Going to have a ton of fun. Looking forward to the rest of the summer. It's Summer's always a lazy time in the video game industry, so we'll see how it goes. But <laughs> looking forward to kicking it back up. Going to be getting these on YouTube. That's the goal for the summer, is just to like have everything on YouTube for access there. So hopefully be able to get some of that going right after this. But otherwise... Thank you for listening. And Karina, do you have a final word Ah, for us? Dang it, I was hoping you were going to forget. Thanks for joining us on our first episode back after a two-month break. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Goodness.